Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. And so, hey, I want to share with you, I'm stepping out of my omelet series because I felt like in prayer, I have to tell you, I have to just tell you how, uh, how God moved. I want to step out of my omelet series, and I want to speak to you today and how it's related to what we're going through here at the church and also for your personal life. So it's a two-fold message today, and I know it's already 1118, and I'll try to go move as fast as I can. I'm going to give you bullets, okay? I'm going to be a rapid-fire machine gun. Uh, but this message today, uh, God really birthed this out of prayer. I kid you not. I came right out of prayer Tuesday morning. I was so full of this presence. I kid you not. I, I'm not kidding when I tell you that. I felt like a balloon that was ready to pop because I was just in the presence of the Lord. And I came into the staff meeting, and I was trying to go over the agenda, but the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me just like he did in prayer, and I began to speak to my staff. And I began to cry and began to weep, and the Holy Spirit, I had to stop. I really, and you, my staff is here. I literally had to stop in the middle of staff meeting and say, wait a minute, the Holy Spirit, I, because it was just consuming me uh, to, to what was going on in our staff meeting coming out of prayer. And so God interrupted our series, the omelet series, and I'm going to call this the, the, the sermon title is the, the Time is Now. The Time is Now. Is there ever a time in history right now for Adventure Church? The time is now. The time is now. One of the greatest stories that God had an encounter with because God knew the time was now. How many remember when you were growing up as a kid? Not me because I didn't go to church when I was a kid, but maybe you do. You remember the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus come down from that tree. Anybody remember that story? Remember? You probably learned it in Sunday school. Remember, you know that story? I want to talk to you about an encounter that God had with Zacchaeus. And God is not a respecter of person. Whether it's Zacchaeus or whether it's you or it's Adventure Church, God is not a respecter of person. Romans 2.11 says that God does not show favoritism, that God does not show favoritism. We all start on the same starting line, and we all end up in the same place at the end and ultimately will be with him in heaven. And God does not show favoritism. He said he'll grant you the desires of your heart. And here was a desire that was granted to Zacchaeus. In Luke chapter 19, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to blow through this. In Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Do you have that? It says this, Jesus entered Jericho. Now, I want you to understand Jericho was a large city, a lot of commotion, a lot of things going on. It was like Minneapolis, a large, uh, maybe a highway of just a lot of traffic going in and out of Jericho. It was one of the greatest, bigger cities there, a lot of camels, a lot of donkeys, a lot of animals that would walk on that road as, like, as well as people. So you can see the congestion that was going in and out of Jericho. So I want you to keep that picture in mind of how busy the traffic really was going in and out of Jericho. He said, and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. I wonder why he collected all our taxes, right? He had a bad name. He had a bad reputation. People didn't like him. He was wealthy. He was getting wealthy off their taxes, getting wealthy off their money. He was doing all these things. And I'll tell you, he was not welcomed. He was not favored in the community. So you can see where he stood. He had a bad reputation. 
But here's the beautiful thing about God. It's what we say here. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or where you came from. We love you here at Adventure Church. It's the same way with Zacchaeus. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or where you came from. God still loves you. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. How I many you know what I'm talking about? And he loved the sinner. He loved Zacchaeus. People didn't like him. They were angry at him. They were mad, maybe frustrated at him. Maybe they wanted to stone him or whatever back in the day, how they used to stone people to death. But he was not one of the popular people. He wanted to see who Jesus was. In other words, he wanted to see because he was a curious. He, was, he had a curiosity that, man, who is this Jesus? I hear about him. I hear people talk, talk, talk about testimonies about him. I don't want to just hear him or see him. I want to experience him. He said he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. The crowd was massive. Amen. I remember some time ago, I took my kids. We went to New York City. And one of the things I wanted to do that was on my bucket list was go to Rucker Park. Rucker Park is well known for its basketball park. That's where all the big name basketball players play. When you play at Rucker Park, you've made a you've made a, a sketch on your 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 badge. You you get a badge for the doing going to Rucker Park. That's just a great place. It's not in the most desirable place. It's in a place, man, that's pretty pretty tough and pretty rough. Matter of fact, uh, you have to you have to walk on the other side of the street if you're a different color from the normal color down there because they throw bricks out the window. It was a really rough area. But I'll never forget, Rucker Park, really, seriously, it's only the size of a basketball court. And the, around the outside of the basketball court is a fence. It's as high as these ceilings. It's almost like going to a school grounds, and they have these high fences all around the school. And so that is Rucker Park. It's the basketball court. The basketball court is not owned by the city. So the police cannot go into the basketball court. So I want you to get that. The police cannot go into the basketball court. But so what happened was we waited there because Chris Weber was going to be there. Stevie Francis was going to be there. Kobe Bryant was going to be there. And they were going to play this big basketball game right there in Rucker Park. So we waited in line. And there was a line that was probably four or five blocks long. I'm not exaggerating. Four or five blocks long. P. Diddy was there. The Rough Riders were there. All of them were there. They gave out their T-shirts. And so we got a bunch of free T-shirts. It was chaos. It was absolute chaos. So the crowd was huge. But I'll never forget, as he said, the crowd, as Zacchaeus said, the crowd was there. It was a large crowd. And all of a sudden, they had two wooden barricades, just two wooden barricades, real small, simple things that you could pick up and move, right? And once the, the game was getting ready to start, they opened those barricades. Well, Rucker Park only could fit about maybe 200 people in the, in the, in the place where the basketball was, right? And so they could only fit about 200 people in there. So guess what happened? Once they got 200 people in there, they put the barricades back. And once they put the barricades back, they still had a line that was like four blocks, five blocks long. And here we were, my, my three kids, my wife and I, here we were in the midst of this crowd. Here's what a crowd can do. What a crowd can do is all of a sudden, when they put the barricades up, they try to stop this crowd from this little barricade. And before you know it, guess what? They took us, and the force of this crowd literally, this is no kidding, literally picked me and my family right up off our feet, right up off our feet, pushed us into Rucker Park that my face, seriously, was smashed against the fence. 
I mean, the force of the crowd. My two boys climbed up the, the fence, and that's how they were rescued. I was embraced around my daughter, Heidi, and, and, and my wife, and, man, my face was pushed. So you can see the force of a crowd. They literally, I'm not kidding, they literally Mark picked me and my kid family up, and we went right through the barricade. The point is, you can see the obstacles that Zacchaeus went through. And how many of you know in life, whenever you're trying to obtain a dream, whenever you're trying to attain a goal or a destiny in your life, you're going to face obstacles. That you're going to face obstacles because, because listen, we all think it's going to be easy street, but nothing is worth it without any pain. You're always going to have to skip your knee. I remember playing basketball, and Colton, you're here today. You had to practice, practice, practice to become good like you were. This guy could jump out of the roof, right? And so you have to practice. And the same thing in life, you have to continue on regardless of what comes your way. So here he goes. He goes like this. I love this. He said, so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree, a fig tree, to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. So I must stay at your house. I must stay at your house. So he came down. At, he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. And he goes on to say, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I have cheated anybody out of anything I will pay back four times the amount. So in other words, he hasn't had a counter with God. He hasn't invited Jesus yet in his heart. But the Holy Spirit started to convict him. Can you see the transformation that was taking place in the hard and cold heart of Zacchaeus? But that's what the Holy Spirit can do. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, he can take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. The more you draw closer to God, the more God will begin to transform you and change you and rearrange you. He said he is the potter and you are the clay and God will put you on the potter's wheel and begin to mold you shape you and break you into the very person that God wants you to be and in that molding and that breaking and that shaping there's sometimes some cutting some pains of cutting away things and removing things in our lives Jesus said to him today salvation has come to his house because this man too is the son of Abraham in other words what does he mean by that we are the offseed of Abraham. We are the seeds of Abraham. The Bible says we are seeds that Abraham will have numerous descendants, and that's you, as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And we are the descendants of Abraham. And what does that mean, the descendants of Abraham? That means we walk in the fullness and the blessings of God, that you are the descendant of Abraham. And no matter how far we may stray or how draw closer we get to God, God never leaves us nor forsakes you no matter what state you're in. And here was Zacchaeus, far away from God, but yet God remembered, no, this is one of mine. And he remembers you every day as one of his. And he goes on to say, he said, for the Son of Man came to seek. It, uh, go ahead. For the Son of Man came to seek. Where, where'd you go? It take, <laughs> for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, right? Now, watch this. I want you to see this. I'm going to move on quick. Now, we're going to, now, Donnie, we can go this fast. Listen to this. Do you know it takes longer for a sycamore tree to grow than it does to grow man? Now, I want you to get that in your heart. It takes longer 
for a sycamore tree to grow than it does for a man. The average age of a man is 76 years old. Now, I want you to picture this. A sycamore tree growing on the roads of Jericho. The traffic that is there, that is massive, right? The traffic that is there, the camels that are there, all that was take place. Before, long before Zacchaeus, long before Zacchaeus was born, you got to get this because I'm, I'm, I want you to get this in your spirit because it's speaking to you now. Long before Zacchaeus was born, I believe God planted a sycamore tree, a seed, beside the road of Jericho. Now, why do you think that is? Because God knew there was going to be a sacred moment, a time where he was going to have an encounter with Zacchaeus. That God had to do preparation to prepare the tree for a short man to climb the tree to have an encounter with him. And I believe that today that God has called Adventure Church a time now to seize the moment. That God is saying now is the time for Adventure Church to seize the moment. Someone said to me, he said, Pastor, if you wouldn't have been here as our pastor, we probably would have never got to this place. You are the vision carrier. You are the one that's brought us to this place. I always say this. you got to write this down. A vision is not taught. A vision is not taught, but a vision is caught. You have to catch it in your spirit. You have to see it. You have to drive towards it. You have to know that you know that you know that God has implanted this in my spirit. I can talk about it. I can preach about it. I can send you letters about it. But until you see it, it's not Caught, taught, it's caught. You have to see it in the forefront of your mind that, God, I see it. You're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I always say to God, God, why do you always give me visions? Why do you always give me these visions and these dreams? Man, I could have came here after 18 years of buildings and all these things. I could have just came here to siren and cruised. But God doesn't ever put cruise control in my life. He puts vision before me. Without a vision, you have nothing to aim for. So I said, listen, it took the sycamore tree all this time to grow for Zacchaeus to come. And I was thinking about this when I was praying, God, look what you've done for Siren Assembly when I came here, now Adventure Church, bringing us to Adventure Church. Do you realize, now Mark Hobby is here, and Mark Hobby can confirm what I'm going to say, that God has this time, this hour, for Adventure Church for this building. It took four different opportunities, four businesses to come to this building before we came and we're the fifth one. And every one, God was just making preparation. No, you're not going to last. No, you're not the one. No, you're not the one. No, you're not the one. But Adventure Church is now the one. And you know what's the cool thing is? I never thought about it, but the owners of this building, when we started down this road, the first thing that both of the owners said to us is that we've always envisioned for a church to be here at the source. God grew the time, put this in place for this moment, for this church, for this hour. And you see, many of you, many of you saw this building far before I did. 
Many of you knew where we were going and believing that, God, you're calling us here to the Soros on 35 and 70. Mark, you're one of them. Believe that. And he was the builder of this building. But yet he had a dream that we will be here. You see, we as a church have an opportunity to do a miracle within our midst. And it's time that we seize the moment and climb the tree that God has made mature for us today as Adventure Church. So I'm going to jump ahead. You might ask, why, God, are you guarding this unimportant plant or tree? The Lord's response is, nothing is more important to me than preparing encounters with my children. I believe that this is a time where God wants us as a venture church to have an encounter with him, an encounter with our communities, and an encounter with our world. That God has seized the moment for us at this time. I love this. I cannot make Zacchaeus climb the tree, but God said I can plant the tree. And God has put this before us in this moment. Now I want to jump down real quick because it's the sake of time. It's got to wait. And I'm just going to give you three little things. And you got your rest of your notes. Lessons we can learn from this story. And I know I didn't do justice of what I wanted to go with this, but the time got away. Lessons we can learn from this story. Number one, believe in the one who is calling you. Whenever you're trying to pursue your destiny, you have to believe in the one that is calling you. His, the Bible says in Romans 11:29 that his gifts and his callings are irrevocable. Whenever you're pursuing something and doing something in your life, you have to believe in the one who is calling you. If I didn't believe that God was calling us to come to this building, I would have given up a long time ago. I would have quit. I would have sat back in my lazy boy and been actually that lazy. But God called us for this time. Number two, don't look at what you don't have, but look at what you do have. God can always take your little. Got to get this. God can always take your little and make it much. Last couple weeks ago, I showed you my vial, and I keep it with me. Here it is. God took my little, and he made it much. It doesn't matter. All God wants you to do is be obedient. All the way down to your gifts and your talents, your calling, your ability, God wants to jump in your boat and help you. Give him your little, and he'll make it much. Now watch this. There will always be struggles, but in the end, your victory will be waiting. There will always be struggles. And I'm going to tell you, this road that we're down has not been an easy road. We've been down this road now for almost three years trying to pursue this building. We've had a lot of people say things about us, a lot of people write about us, a lot of people text me, like put things in the paper about us, all this kind of stuff. But we weather in the storm. And we're going to see God do a miracle. And I want to encourage you, hear your pastor, let's be a church that continues to walk in the miracle. And how do you do that? How do you continue to walk in the miracle? Here's the key. Here's the key of walking in your personal miracles and in the miracle for this church. Here's the key. Very simple. Have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, all things become possible. Because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He was 11.6. Have faith. Have faith for your dreams. Have faith for where God wants you to be in your life. Have faith. 
a little bit of mustard seed can bring a big tree. And I want to encourage you today, let's seize this moment. Let's seize the moment to what God has for you, for Adventure Church, and for these communities around us. Will you stand with me today? I know I kind of jumped around, and I knew I was running out of time. And next week, I'm so excited about talking about the omelet because you're waiting to see where I'm at next week. But I want to encourage you. If you're not a non-member, please be there tomorrow. Come and hear what God's doing. You're going to hear it. Sue and Jessica lay it all out. We're just going to be, man, having a hallelujah time. But thank you. If you still want to give towards the match, there's some things back there. and Maybe you want to do that, but there's some buckets back there. You want to put an IOU in there or whatever. But, man, wouldn't it be great by tomorrow? And we come up with the rest of the 20,000. Wouldn't that be amazing? Amen. Pastor Cheryl, you come here. All right. I just want you to know that somebody asked me, and, and please, I want you to hear this from my lips, live stream. And all those are on live stream right now. My friends, I've asked Tori, where you at? Zoom in on me right now. You that are listening by live stream, my friends, we have 3,500 people at times listening. Many of them are our friends from Colorado to South Dakota to Oklahoma to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and all the different churches that we're at. I'm asking you right now, my friends, to step forward and become a part of this miracle here at Adventure Church. If you can, you can go online and you can give online. But I'm believing that tomorrow, tomorrow when we come together at 6.30, that we'll have the match of 20,000. So those who are listening by live stream, you can't be here today. Will you please consider, consider helping us towards this match? Amen? Amen. I want to do something. If you don't want to, if you feel uncomfortable, I understand. But the chain is only good as the weakest link. And I want to make a change today. And if you feel comfortable, if you don't, I understand. But can you grab the person's hand next to you? And let's make a chain today of unity. Come on, just fill it out. I, I, I just really believe, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God wants to do something great in this house because when God came to Zacchaeus' house, he transformed, changed, and rearranged his life. And I believe that God wants to come to this house and transform and change the communities. So, Father, this morning, I thank you for this body of believers. Lord, as we have a packed house here today, Lord, to see all these people here today, Lord, agree in one accord. You say where two or three agree, it shall be done. Father, we stand in agreement. This is our moment. This is our destiny. This is our, our time, God. And I pray that we as a church will rise up and make a, Lord, a public confession of our faith to our communities around us that, God, this was truly a miracle. This was truly you at work, Father, working in each and every one of our lives. So, Father, I pray a blessing over each and every one of these individuals. Lord, if they're pursuing dreams and goals and de uh, their destiny in life, I pray that you will give them the strength and the ability to climb their tree, God, and find their place, their purpose, their dream in life. And Lord, we thank you. 
We look forward to what you're doing tomorrow as we vote on going forward and all the exciting things that are happening, God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory and all God's people said. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation.